Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? High Learning is on. Is I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel and Lindsay. I lost seven pounds. Damn. How? Food poisoning? Yeah, but seven pounds? Rachel, I I very rarely, I very nearly went to the emergency room. Dehydrated? I was, so there was like. And you flew. It, so that adds I, to so, it. So you want to you wanna talk about the flight real quick? Oh, no. So check it out. So shout out to everybody in Detroit at the Union. Jason Wilson, Nicole Wilson, the 20th anniversary of the Union, Hill Harper, Damian Escobar performed. I was the Gala Knights MC. I ended up pulling through just in time to get up there and do my thing. We raised thousands and thousands of dollars for the 700 boys, um, young people that are waiting to for entrance into the union. It's a fantastic cause, fantastic people. Jason, go watch the Cave of Adullam documentary on ESPN Plus. His beautiful family loved it. Fantastic time. So I have two. So I ordered there were some pancakes, right? I ate a couple of pancakes and then I put the pancakes and the butter and the syrup in the refrigerator. The next this is morning, before the came, flight. It's before the flight. Okay. This is on Tuesday. Then the next day I came out and I put the pancakes in the air fryer. I'm gonna eat a couple of pancakes just because I hadn't eaten, eaten anything. It's make it's make it's doing something in my body right now. To talk about. And so it. then so then I ate them. And about an hour and a half, two hours later, I'm like, something's wrong. I'm feeling all weird, and I go get on the flight. I get on a flight and I'm sitting down before the flight. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. Oh, and how long is I the tried, flight? It's four hours. Okay. So I tried to go to the bathroom, but I was going to the bathroom in the Delta lounge. Not in the Delta lounge. I wasn't in the Delta lounge. Oh. I'm going into, if I was in the Delta Lounge, I would have been fine. I actually should have gone in there. Okay. <laughs> I, I tried to go to the bathroom in the Delta Terminal. And you ever, I mean, you're a, a lady, so probably not. But sometimes if a male, if a male bathroom, if a men's bathroom is too cracking, you get this, oh, you get a wash with humanity. It's people plus a piss and shit smell plus moistness that it's exists gross. just as you're coming to the top of the bathroom. You smell poop remnants and Stop. piss in the air and all of that. And I just couldn't do it. I couldn't go in there and use the bathroom. I couldn't. It was not going to happen. I, I walked in there and it was humid and the whole night I just, I couldn't make it happen. I couldn't do it. So I turned around and said, whatever. So I get on the plane. I have an aisle seat. You know, I upgraded coming back, but this organization says I have all the money in the world so they flew me out comfort plus it's okay I have an aisle seat and I'm in the aisle seat and we get up in the air and just as these ladies just as these two ladies that were in the middle I have a window seat should I say just as these two ladies were sitting I have a window seat I go uh ladies I'm sorry I have to use the bathroom I got up I used the bathroom I was probably in there for 15 oh yep so the whole plane knows what's going on then, Back of the plane, front of the plane. Well, I'm I'm in it's comfort plus, so I'm towards the front of the plane. Towards the front. So of the you plane. did it in first class bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice bathroom. Large. And so then I went and sat back down again. I'm like, okay, that might be it. That might be enough. Doing my thing. The girl, the woman is coming around. Would you like a snack? Get out of here. Uh once again, boom. Again, I'm like, that's probably gonna be enough. It's whatever. Like, how much could they and then I go back again? third time and I make it through the flight the whole flight is just miserable yeah I feel jittery I feel I'm getting the chills now and the whole nine and I get to the room I think you know everything is going to subside but the whole night I didn't sleep the whole night the whole night I didn't sleep go to sleep wake up do the whole nine I just stayed in bed until it was time to go to the gala I stayed in bed the entire time till it was time to go to the gala. Didn't eat anything. I have told Donnie, I haven't eaten anything since those pancakes. 
So that's Wednesday. How do pancakes give you food poisoning? I don't think it was the pancakes. I think it was maybe because it comes with this type of butter. I'm not going to tell where the restaurant's from. I, I think it was, it was, it had to be something, but it, it, or, or it could have been the fact that I put the pancakes in the air fryer and maybe there was something on the bottom of the air fryer that wasn't good. I cleaned out the air fryer. So who knows? But it, it is, it, I, I haven't eaten since Wednesday at noon. I had like small still. bites of, still, I had like small bites of like cracker. And uh, some Pedialyte. Shout out to everyone who got me on the Pedialyte. So that's why we're late today. Yeah. Oh, Pedialyte will save you. Yeah. We're late today because thank you to Rachel and Donnie because yesterday I I, I came to the thing. I was trying to podcast. I just couldn't. It was it was only like I, it was too early. I couldn't do it. I needed it. Yeah. Let me give you some credit because let me tell you something. If I have food poisoning... I would barely be able to form the text message to tell y'all I couldn't get on the podcast. When you said, can we just, first off, you guys, Van didn't say, I have food poisoning, I cannot podcast. He said, I have food poisoning, can we do this later? With every intention of doing the podcast. Then we're like, oh my gosh, you know, like, just let us know when you're okay, here's the schedule. You're like, nope, I'm coming on in 10 minutes. And it's like, whoa, okay. And then you get on the podcast. And I'm like, geez. And then you were like, I can't do it. And I'm like, you know what? You get an A for effort. You get an A for trying. You did way more than I would do. And I'm going to go ahead and speak for Donnie. I believe more than Donnie would have done as well. Donnie's nothing. And so, and so <laughs> I give you credit for that. So I'm glad you're feeling better. I want you to get something in your stomach. Ooh, pause. Jesus Christ. Damn, wow. Didn't tickets didn't come through. What tickets? Texas OU. So, I was trying to get him at the last minute. So there's a lottery? No, I was trying to get the hookup. And by tickets, I mean Pat Field passes. Oh, so you're going to the to game? Get... No, I'm not going. My my end is always field passes and sit like I can either be on the field or in the media box. So if you don't get that, uh, you don't go? No. Okay. I mean, I might. Like, my uncle has season tickets. So the uncle that you met on the show since you've watched my season. Mm-hmm. My uncle has season tickets, so he goes. So I would go with him, you know? i go with him. Yeah, he's interesting. Uncle Jeff? Track star still holds a record at UT? Yeah, I'll tell you something. The Lindsays are interesting. They are. <laughs> it's just, Lindsays are interesting. Batch is interesting. Batch, okay. is not, Batch is not the real Rachel. How could you say that? What 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 happened on Batch that made you not? You finished? Um, no, I have one left. Oh, okay. I have one left. I was gonna watch it yesterday, but I didn't want to watch it like when my stomach was turning. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, I but I have watched the Chip and Dale saga like three times over. It's hilarious. And why am I not the real Rachel? I feel like this Rachel that I know now is a lot different than Batch Rachel. Batch Rachel, I mean, you're on a TV show, so I bet that you would say something and they would say, say it again. No, not really, but I know what they want me, you know, like I know what I'm there to do, right? I'm the lead of the show. The point is about being romantic and falling in love. And I'll be honest with you, it gets the best of you. You're living in this (laughs) bubble. You've been there for weeks. You've been there for weeks. You know, you're constantly talking about your feelings and 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 love and who's there for you. And you've got these men opening up for you. And that becomes your entire world. That's why it's like a crazy social experiment. When you're stripped from everything, your foundation, what's real to you, and and like people you trust and all of that, and you're thrown into this world where you know nothing. It's like you have to rebuild yourself within this world. And the world isn't real. So it's it's really interesting when you think about the psychology of it all. It really is. Um, I want to let you know something before we get to Kevin McCarthy and speaking of being sick. Drake dropped. Did you listen to it? Yes. I I, I saw snippets mm-hmm. of it because it was it had a video element as well to the song. And looking at those colorful clips in his hair, I just... No, the whole scrolling. album came out today. Didn't. Okay. Oh, today, Friday. Oh, just today, just this morning. Just oh, this morning, I was dropped. thinking of like the the clip, the video that Talking came out. Talking about 8 a.m. in Charlotte, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the video was off-putting to me, but I, <laughs> cute kid, cute kid. Um, I only saw today that he says he's taking a break from music mm, uh, for his health. For his health, I did not know him. he dropped an entire album. Have you listened to it? Is it good? So listen to it on a plane. Um. Okay. Uh. Um. Not for me. Okay. I mean, is it, it better than that? Uh, it's the exact same Afrobeats one. It's the exact same quality as the stuff that he's been putting out, which means that it's not whack, but it's nothing on there to make a big deal about. You know? Okay, um, it doesn't move you. But I want to, I want to give you some lyrics and and see if I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna read lyrics to you without telling you what these lyrics are about, and I want to see if you pick up anything off these lyrics. Okay? Okay. Okay. Are you are, are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. All I'm right. Ready. The song is called Fear of Heights. The lyrics, A.A. Look. Why they make it sound like I'm still hung up on you? That could never be me. Gael can't ruin me. Better him. Who? Gael, Gael, Gael. Like, you know how they say Gael? Gael. Like, it's like him. Okay, okay, okay. Gael can't ruin me. Better him than me. Better it's not me. I'm anti, anti, I'm anti, I'm anti. Yeah, and the sex was average with you. Yeah, mm. I'm anti because I had it with you. Okay, mm. I'm auntie like your daddy's sister. Auntie like a family picture. And I had way badder bitches than you, to be honest. Yeah, mm. that man, he's still with you. He can't leave you. Y'all go on vacation. I bet it's Antilles. They are saying that they is, that is about someone and as a distorts. Well, it is about somebody. Okay. Do you? It seems a little too personal. Okay. He seems in his feelings. It's definitely about somebody. Okay. Just from you not being pre-programmed to who that might be talking about or not in any way having anybody in your ear saying that it's about someone from what I read you again, I can read it again. And you tell me if you think that's about somebody specific. I'll, t- I'll tell you again. And, and by the way, the beat makes it change. And he says certain words. And the, the beat will change things. He says certain words in a way. Gal can't ruin me. Can't ruin me. Better him than me. Better it's not me. I'm anti-anti. Yeah, the sex was average with you. Yeah, I'm anti because I had it with you. I don't know Drake's dating history. You know one person for I'm sure. Really... Who? They say that that's about Rihanna. Oh, they were so back and forth that I'm like, I forget that that was, so, like, did they ever really like walk carpets together? Oh, yeah, together? They, they were together. They were yeah. together again. Okay. Um, okay, let me hear the latter part. With the family, family picture, okay. Okay. Family picture. I'm anti, yeah, anti. The yeah, the sex was average with you. I'm anti because I had it with you. I mean, the anti thing, it's got to be. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, the anti, the anti. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Well, let's say that that's a Rihanna diss that he just did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Exactly. Really? Exactly. Exactly. If it, if it is true, <laughs> and by the way, I'm not saying necessarily that it is everybody could be no jumping to I'm conclusions full, no but they're like, doing exactly come on man well come on we can't we're... the anti the family picture specifically speaking about the man that she that she's currently still with this man good for you drake for taking a mental health break mm. you need it hmm. the fact that it's I mean, like this woman has two beautiful children, has created a beautiful family for herself, seems to be, looks happier. I mean, she always looks happy, but like when you just see her now, it just comes from with, she just looks over the moon. Like you're still stuck in one place and this woman is moving on and creating something. And here you are making a alleged diss track about her. Go take your break. You know, lay down, take the pins out of your hair. And why, go why, take why, mental- why are the pins in the hair something wrong? You don't feel like that's a little phobie? 
homophobic? No. People get in there. I feel like I feel like Drake does things for attention. And like it's one thing if you're like, oh, this is my style. I really like this. I'm gonna rock it. I just don't believe in the when he does stuff like that. You're just doing it for attention. This has nothing to do with any type of phobia. It's just like it's whack. And I think he thinks it's just like cool. And every time I see him with them in his head, I'm like, please stop. It's like, he's trying too hard. He's trying too hard to do something, to make a splash, to get people talking. That's what I felt when I saw the video. It's like, okay, you're wearing the clips. You know, I just, I don't know. I find it a little exhausting. Okay. I'm happy for the break. And now I'm triggered because it is because I do feel like the rumors are true. So now I'm heavily about that being about Rihanna. Yeah, leave her alone. I mean, the life that she's building for herself speaks speaks for itself. Like she is not even going to take the time or attention to even respond to that. She doesn't have to. It's all out there. Everything that she represents and who she is, she don't have to say anything. And then you over here making songs and beats about it. It'll it'll be interesting to see. It's pitiful. Um, because from my knowledge, Rihanna hasn't like you know talked about Drake or anything. It'll be she interesting. Have to. To, it'll be interesting to see. Well, he doesn't have to talk about her either. They don't have to talk about each other. But it'll be interesting to see if that's actually perceived as a Rihanna diss. If people really say, "Okay, he's dissing Rihanna there," because that's kind of his style. He's a sneak disser. Doesn't really say names very much. Uh, wow, you just called him a coward. No, a lot of people sneak this. Sneak dissing is a thing. You know how Doesn't many? Mean that it's not cowardly. Doesn't you, mean it's not. I didn't say it wasn't. So you think a subliminal is cowardly, in rap? Just say it. You are gonna go as far as to? You are gonna go as far? You go. You right? Because I wouldn't do it. You, I don't rap. You I don't, don't do it. You don't understand. But, it's a it's man, a sublim. You know, you get somebody with a sublim. Oh, I fully understand what the word subliminal means. I know, but, but if you gonna go that far, just go all the way. But you what, just what say you, it. Just what, at me. But what I'm saying is that it's a thing in rap to hit somebody with a sublim. And I think it's cowardly. And sometimes, I say and, that. and sometimes you get you hit somebody with a sublim to draw them out, so that you can then go at them. You know what I mean? Everybody, everybody does sublims. Everyone, Jay Z, Kendrick Lamar, everybody throws J Cole. Everyone throws a sublim. Okay, okay. You know, get into sublim culture. You've never thrown a sublim before. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Probably. I can think of one on this podcast. I know. I know I can too. I was about to walk you into it. <laughs> um, all right, look. Nah, we're, I'm already there. All right. So here's the deal. If in fact he's dissing Rihanna for no reason, uh, a, a mother of two, it's as 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 lame as it gets. I wasn't in a bedroom <laughs> or in a relationship. Uh, you know, I fuck with Drake. He's a good musician, great musician. But if he's dissing Rihanna, just a little bullshit to start the podcast off. That's fucking crazy lame. Yeah, it's fucked up. And the sublim is sublim. is as well. No, it's not. The sublim is. Sublim is part of hip hop. Sub- no, right. the sublim that he's doing is. All right, look. Um, speaking of this, speaking of people being sick, I tell you, sick right now, Kevin McCarthy. He's sick, or is he? Or is he? I was about to say, is he? Is he? Other side of the break. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. All right, Kevin McCarthy's gone. Fuck out. Um, this happened <laughs> earlier this week. You guys, uh, it's one of those stories. It's a little long in the tooth for us to be talking about it now, but you got to buy a weekly podcast. Sometimes things fall in the little crevices right there. Uh, Tuesday, they voted. Ousted him. Vote like that hadn't taken place in more than 100 years to vacate the speaker. Um, look, he had just scored what he thought was a win, which is coming to a deal to avert a shutdown. And look, as heroic as a lot of people might think averting a shutdown is, a government shutdown is, there was a, a schism there oh, with the Republicans. Some Republicans did not want to fund the government if they didn't get what they wanted in terms of securing the border. And they were using that. They would say, hey, we want border protection funds and we want a, money to secure the border. We want a bigger section of border wall. We want to put more troops on the border, blah, blah, blah. And if we don't get that, then we're not going to fund this government. Matt Gates, Byron Donalds, all those guys were saying that. The Marjorie Taylor Greens, all these people. Uh, well, they came to a deal to avert the government shutdown, but it wasn't necessarily because everyone got what they wanted. It's because they realized that politically a government shutdown um, is toxic. If you shut the government down, you almost always lose when people go out to vote. They remember that. Um, so they got that done, but it did not sway people who were out from McCarthy's head. Matt Gates led a motion to vacate, and he had eight Republicans with him. He was amongst a group of eight Republicans, should I say. All the Democrats voted down party lines, and there you have it. 216 to 210, Kevin McCarthy is out the first time. This, this, the House Speaker's role is vacant. It is crazy. The people that voted uh, against McCarthy were Nancy Mace, Andy Biggs, Eli Crane, Tim Burchett, Bob Good, and Matt Rosendale. Um, and of course, Matt Gates. Now, this is the cattiness of all cattiness that's happening there in the GOP. It doesn't seem to have anything to do with politics or who Kevin McCarthy really was. He's pretty much been the same guy uh, since he came to prominence in the GOP. This seems to be uh, dominated and inspired by personal animus. They don't fuck with this guy, right? Yeah, um, and they never did. And they never did. And the Democrats who could have saved Kevin McCarthy uh, <laughs> were not going to do so, one, because they probably like to see carnage in the Republican Party, and also, there was a conversation about the fact that after January 6th, Kevin McCarthy came out against Donald Trump in a very impassioned speech on the House floor. And then it wasn't even two weeks. I think it was inside of one week that he was back at Mar-a-Lago hanging out with Trump um, and essentially helping the entire GOP, the whole right, move on from what happened on January 6th. And because of that, they said, fuck you. So Kevin McCarthy is not running for speaker again. It's over. There's a lot of talk about who might be the next speaker. Uh, but we know right now that the majority party in the House is in total disarray. Rachel, what do you think? Yeah. And I'll and to add to the, you know, the Democrats with the Democrats bell Kevin McCarthy out. I think there was some conversation in regards to that, just because if you don't have, you know, is it. As some people were saying, the devil that you know. We we know Kevin McCarthy. We understand how he operates. It's better to just deal with him and not have this historic moment happen where we have no idea who's going to take the reins on next and could the next person be even worse? You know, will it be somebody that this far right group is really trying to push forward that the re other Republicans just fall in line with just to get somebody in the office? There was some talk about that. And that's why I like what the minority leader, Hakeem Jeffries, did, where he was like, just in case. I mean, he didn't say this, but the action is like, if anybody was thinking of belling McCarthy out, let me show you how he was shitting on the Democrats on television after the shutdown, almost pretty much blaming them that, that that it got this far. Like, he's so stupid. Kevin McCarthy is not saying that if he hadn't done that, it would have helped. But that moment, him talking to the press about that didn't help him. Um, I will say that we knew this was going to happen, right? This was always bound to happen. I'm actually surprised it didn't happen sooner. Um, as we stated, the, these far-right Republicans were never for Kevin McCarthy, 
They were never on his side, which is why it took, what, 15 votes somewhere in that in the neighborhood of that for him to even become the House Speaker as he was begging and negotiating with this group that was holding out on Freedom him. Freedom Caucus. Holding out. Said what? The Freedom Caucus, yes. The Freedom Caucus. These these extreme Republicans that were holding out um, or holding their vote from him. He negotiated into this, right? Kevin McCarthy has shown us that he stands for absolutely nothing, which means he'll fall for anything. And at this, uh, in this situation, he fell for the rules that he implemented just to get the title of majority leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, not majority leader, Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. Just to get Speaker of the House. And that came to bite him in the ass. And he ended up, you know, kept, uh, Matt Gates, who had a personal vendetta against him because he allowed an investigation. One of the reasons, but one of them being that he uh, McCarthy allowed that investigation to happen against him, took an opportunity as soon as he could get it to make this happen. And he was out. Yeah. It's, and thank God he's not trying to run again. I mean, look, whoever they put in the speaker's office right now, it's going to be historically weak speaker. Um, the Freedom Caucus has a gun to the head of their entire party in terms of the House. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they have a lot of names coming up there, but, you know, the Republicans have to think about governing, you know, the infighting that's going on inside the group is one thing, but they have to consider governing in terms of McCarthy. Um, he skated in uh, by the thinnest of margins and with almost no political mandate. Right. Um, and it was just a matter of time before they found enough things that they didn't like to bring this motion to vacate and 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 essentially nuke him as the speaker. And Gates and his group said that McCarthy had made certain concessions to them and had promised them certain things and that he didn't live up to those things. And there needed to be enough time for them to essentially say, hey, this guy didn't live up to these things, so we get him the fuck out. So he was going to be a pawn for them uh, or under their thumb for as long as he was the speaker anyway. The question is now, because there are certain things, to be honest with you, um, that Matt Gates was bringing up that I actually don't think they're bad ideas. Single item voting. You know, a lot of times when you get a bill or you you get something, you get it thrown in with all of this other stuff. Sure. Um, and I think sometimes there should be single item voting. So if we're voting on funding the government or if we're voting on Ukraine, if we're voting on all of this stuff, that we vote on these things individually, Right. And not as part of some gigantic other fucking trough of things uh, that can get, you know, thrown into these gigantic, huge bills that nobody's reading. I mean, that's not, I mean, that's just a, that's an intellectual thing. It has nothing to do with Matt Gates. Matt Gates is one of the worst politicians in America. But at the same time, those are things that he knows that McCarthy would never go for because neither side is going to go for them. So it was all kind of a straw man to 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 hang him out to dry and get him out of this, get him out of there. What this really was was about the fact that Gates and a, a few Republicans saw the opportunity to essentially end Kevin McCarthy's political career, and they took that opportunity. Um, yes, uh, and they were always going to. And the reality is here, they were always going to, particularly if President Trump was ambivalent to it. If he was if, if if President Trump was ambivalent to it, he didn't care, which he said that he didn't. He wasn't going to come to McCarthy's aid this time. They're going they were definitely going to do it then. The last little bit of sway that President Trump had, he tried to use it earlier. But I think by this time, he realized that uh, that it, there's nothing in it for him. McCarthy is not a strong enough speaker for really to make any difference for Trump. And if it doesn't work for Trump, it, he's not going to do it. Um. And so I will say this, though, there are a lot of issues that that undergirded this funding for Ukraine, the border crisis um, or what's happening at the border, shall I say, uh, spending here in the United States, all of these things that are worth having a conversation about. They really are. But we're not having a conversation about those things. We're having a conversations a conversation about a dick measuring contest uh, in the GOP. Um, All of this is kind of indicative of how things are going. Americans need information about what's a humanitarian, but then also a realistic solution 
what a humanitarian and a realistic solution to the border crisis is. They need to know um, how much of their money is going to go to Ukraine and for how long. We need to have these conversations out in the open so we can get smarter about them. But we can't get smarter because Washington is dumb. Um, <laughs> so all of this stuff is political theater. It was, it was all dumb. Um, now, the question is, who's the next speaker? Rachel, who do you want? Who's going to be the next speaker? Who's Rachel's next speaker? Uh, I mean, it would be Hakeem Jeffries. God damn it, Rachel. <laughs> I mean, who else did you expect me to say? I'm, you know? I'm not the biggest fan of that nigga either. Yeah, all right. Okay, well, it's better than Steve Scalise. It's better than who else is on that list? Jim Jordan. Yeah. Um, Donald Trump's name has been floating around That's because they're actually that there actually is a rule. See, you probably thought that's who I wanted. I want that Trump, Trump. You can have an outsider. There can be an outsider that's the Speaker of the House. They mm-hmm. don't have to be a sitting member of Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a name that's been floating around. So I don't even have to ask you because you already said it. Trump. Down Trump. It's the best. I thing. mean, I think that's the you're best. in good company. You're in good company because I think there's some other black um, public figures that would agree with you that would would want Trump holding an office like that as I'm well. Talking about it right now, the best thing right now for the Democrats or the left is Donald Trump as the speaker. The best thing, greatest thing, would be Donald Trump as the speaker. Let him have it. Put him, put him with, like, <laughs> put, him, have put, it. put him back there. Why not? Give him a shot at it. Huh? Bring him back. Vagina. Bring him back. Put him up there. Let him do it. Let him do it. You like that. You love that. See? <laughs> I do. Uh-huh. Let him do his thing. Why not? All right, Trump. Let's talk about Trump. Sexy Red. You know her. She's an artist. Pound Town. They like Pound Town. Uh, first of all, we should say that something really unfortunate happened to Sexy Red. She was the victim of some revenge porn, her sex tape leak. They put it on Instagram. What? I didn't even know that. Oh, I hate that. It's disgusting. On, Look, guys, it's, it's, you know, I get that, you know, these people aren't real people to you. They don't really exist. And some people might've been mad at sexy red about, uh, the things that we're about to talk about, but, no one's private intimate moment should ever be put out there in the public life for people to kind of look at and, and do whatever with. It's disgusting if that happened. Um, now it did happen. It's disgusting that it happened. Now say, say how this. did it leak on her? Was she hacked? That's the thing. Now there are some people that think that this was a page turner. That sexy red was getting a little heat for some comments that she made that were political. So she put her own sex tape uh, on her Instagram, uploaded it to her own Instagram. And what would be the purpose? Just to uh, to change the conversation. Just to change the conversation. Well, we're still going to talk about what she said. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that that's true. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's a reach. It's probably most likely. She Just a couple of days ago, she was sleeping and some guy filmed her sleeping or something. I don't think that sexy red right now is surrounding herself by the highest caliber of men. And so the clout chasers that are around her are probably trying to do whatever. So there could be all kinds of people inside of your your close circle that do stuff like that. I believe me, I I know. Yes, like you know from the TMZ days. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that sucks. Um, something else sucked to me at least. So what Sexy Ray had to say about Donald Trump. She was on Theo Vaughn's podcast, and they got to talking about Trump. This is what she said. Yeah, they support him in the hood. Cause at first, I don't think people was fucking with him like they thought he was racist. Saying little shit and you know against women, but once he started getting black people out of jail and giving people their free money, oh baby, we love Trump. We need him back in office. Yeah, that a little bit of free money goes a long way. We huh? need him back, cause yeah. baby, them <laughs> checks. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, them stimulus checks, Trump. We miss you. That's like whoa, Vicky. She's always talking about Trump. You see her ever? I like Trump. No, I ain't never seen whoa. She's funny. She's I love Trump though. He's funny to me. Like I used to watch his interviews, not interviews, like. Him talking to people, he's be calling people fat. Yeah, <laughs> he just he, wow. He funny, like We're we need to... people like him. All right, I just I can't. <laughs> it just it speaks for itself, man. Mm. It speaks for itself. I mean, look, what do you want me to say? I mean, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I you know, I, I. What do you want me to say? I mean, I clearly. I wouldn't go, and I don't know who, and maybe that's the question. I'm not looking at Sexy Red as somebody that I need to follow for political advice. Clearly, she is not well-versed 
um, when it comes to history and politics, because so many things, if not everything that she said in that entire clip was a lie. The only true thing she told is that Trump calls people fat. I mean, that's everything else that she said was a lie. She's just talking to talk. I don't know if the younger generation takes what Sexy Red says and says, you know what, because Sexy Red's voting for Trump, I'm going to vote for Trump too. I don't think that's why people listen to her. I really don't. But it doesn't mean that it's not problematic. And it brings up the question, are there other people in the community who have these same sentiments when it comes to Donald Trump? Are they misled and thinking Trump gave us all this money? Trump's funny. We need somebody like him. Trump freed all these black people. You know, Trump, like, is that the general consensus? That's, that's, that would be the question. And then that's where it turns into something alarming for me. Is she just a, a mouthpiece for a group of people or a whole community that actually agrees with that? Uh, yeah. And, you know, I've been, You've, you have been trying you have, to, to tell yes, you. Yes, So here's my thing. Sexy Red. First of all, I don't I don't have an issue with Sexy Red with for who she chooses to vote for, or who she chooses to support. Um, I think. But you have an issue with what she said. I have an issue with what she said. I have an issue more with her rationale than anything else, because her rationale exactly. speaks to a deeper issue to me. So, you know, I'm about I'm not I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. I'm not a fan of far right politics. Um, I'm not going to go around just waving my finger at everybody who chooses to vote for the GOP or to be a conservative or anything like that. I'm not going to do that. Um, I find it difficult to be. Uh, I find it difficult to be in lockstep with certain communities and be conservative for reasons. But there are plenty of people who are conservative that make their own arguments about why they are. And I don't think that necessarily all of those people are automatically uh, disqualified from political thought or talking to because they're that way. All right. The Trump cult is different. I think we all understand that. But the interesting thing about the Trump cult is it's not that much. It's not unfamiliar. It's different, but it's not unfamiliar to to a lot of people that are like of Sexy Red's ilk that I know. Right. Tell you why. This goes back a while for me. Okay. See, there was a time when black Americans had a lot of different people, both from the entertainment field, from the sports field, and from the intellectual field to look up to. If you go back to the point that this country was moving for black people, sure, you had uh you had uh you had Sammy Davis Jr. and you had uh, Aretha Franklin, you had James Brown, but also as an example, you had Dr. King and Fannie Lou Hamer, and you had Shirley Chisholm, and you had Malcolm X, and you had real people that were in the American zeitgeist that were pushing black people's problems and their issues in America's face and making America litigate those issues in a grand open forum mm-hmm. in front of everyone, right? We traded those people in. I said this before, we traded those people in. We traded those people in after the government did a number on those people, right? They, the government killed those people. They killed Fred Hampton. They killed Malcolm X. They killed Martin Luther King Jr. The rest of them, they persecuted them. Uh, Pro plowed drugs into the hood. They got rid of all those people. They squashed that intellectual growth from black America. They destroyed it. And then after that, what happened was we were told to worship capitalism and we worship capitalism, not directly. Right. But we worship capitalism through the success and achievement of entertainers, because when you worship somebody because they are an entertainer, you're essentially worshiping capitalism. You're worshiping not who they are, but how well they did. Right. So, hey, this person is a billionaire. That automatically means that's something to be wowed by. This person is the first black person to have this big of a thing or get this big of a rating or have this many people. Yeah, but like the first black person to do what? Like the what still matters. And what happened is 
throughout the 90s, and this is no diss to anybody in particular, but it's facts, right? Uh, we had Michael Jordan, who was a fantastic, amazing athlete, one of my favorite athletes of all time, but, you know, Republicans buy sneakers too, all right? You had rappers who got less socially conscious as the mu- the the music went on. And when I say less socially conscious, I don't mean all rappers. What I mean is that r- the rap that was popular became about different things, right? And essentially what it's really about more than anything is the struggle. And that struggle sometimes se- sometimes seems like you win that struggle, the struggle of black American life. You win that struggle when you make money. Sometimes feels like that. Sometimes if you listen to the story of some of these guys, it's like, I used to be fucked up. I used to be that, but now I can drink Chris. Now I can do that. It's not now I have knowledge of self. It's that now I know what I am and who I am. It's not now I know who the enemy are. It's not now that I know how to affect systems. It's now I'm out of it. So when you look at that stuff, you go, okay, I want to be out of it too. So essentially worshiping capitalism means it's difficult to understand what it is that you really want out of a political candidate, especially one who reminds you of the rappers that you started to look up to. Somebody who does a little bit for you, like give a little back. Like sometimes it's hard to see that somebody is not in your same class anymore when they give a little back, just a little bit. They don't affect systemic change, they just give a little back, right? And that's what those stimulus checks are, just giving a little back. It's also sometimes hard to see that somebody doesn't have uh, your interests at heart when they're funny. When they entertain you. So Trump is entertaining. Okay, Trump's entertaining, all right? So he makes us laugh. Also, when somebody else can't be red or jonesed on or when they win beefs or anything like that, when they come out on top, Trump calling people fat, putting other people down, building themselves up. All of these things are things that like we kind of got into worshiping because there was an absence of other political and intellect political intellectual and social voices those same people who really sacrificed dr king didn't have no big ass house malcolm x didn't have no big ass house these people were grassroots activists for the most part that were made famous by what they did for people and funded by other people who wanted to see them continue to do it and since a lot of that is gone a lot of that has been gone for the last couple of years. I think sometimes people like Sexy Red, we think that she's stupid. She's not stupid. She's not uninformed. She's informed in a very specific way. She has been getting an education about what matters in America. It's been being shown to her. It's been being reinforced to her. And she has a doctorate in it. But sometimes what we don't do is we think that because maybe, I'm not talking about you, I'm thinking because we went to some colleges or we did this or we did that, we forget about the education that people that not that aren't where we are are getting every single day. And it makes it impossible for us to relate to them. I'm not absolving her for the ignorance that she put out there. And I think it's ignorance because I think her reasons are wrong. But what I am saying is that that makes sense to her. She's not just saying it. So all the people that are talking about how stupid that Sexy Red is, I can understand that, but there is an intellectual elitism there that looks past the actual issue that's going on is that there seems to be an erosion or not even a foundation of the political intellectualism, the thinking that would need to be done on a level in some places so that people know what exactly would improve their communities. You know what I'm saying? And if you knew, and 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 that work, somebody's okay. got to do that work. If you did, if, okay. if 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 you had done all the stuff and had all the ideas and said, you know what, I I, I I'm I'm a neoliberal capitalist, and this is what I believe, and I blah blah blah, I'm fucking Larry Elder, I'm whomever. That's fine. But the problem is, is that when you subtract something out of the community and then you replace it with something else, and the music and the TV and all of that stuff is really how you look at America. Trump is almost an intoxicating political figure. He's an intoxicating one because he's really like one of these niggas that they put in the White House. So with social media, so what you're saying in a general sense, I'm not going to disagree with, right? 
I'm not going to disagree with the way what has been shown to us. I'm not going to disagree with capitalism and the way that we receive that, what's been taught to us, who we admire. I'm not going to disagree with that. But I'm also not going to use it as a scapegoat to dismiss, in a way, comments like a sexy red have made or a chief Keith or a Benny the Butcher or Kodak Black or a Lil Wayne or even an Ice Cube who was working with Trump right around the election on some sort of initiative. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to blame that on, you know, what's what they see, what's been told them, what's been told to them that they need to admire what's been praised, who have been placed as our heroes in society. I can't do that because there's so much information out there, more than ever, that's at our fingertips. You can you can see political headlines and, and, and news that's happening and social issues on your TikTok, on your Instagram, on, whether it's a headline that blasts on your, when you open up your internet page or your homepage, whether it's an Apple news alert, I, I, you turn on the TV, you see it, it's everywhere. I think that you're taking out the fact that either people aren't curious enough or have no desire to be informed past exactly what's in front of them. You say that you're not even going to say the sexy red is uninformed. I disagree with that. She pointed to particular, she pointed to a stimulus check, right? And she said, Trump gave us that stimulus check without missing so much of that. Like you're missing so much context when it refers to that. There's no desire to, it's like, oh, I got to check Trump's, Trump's the president right now. This check came from Trump. Trump's giving me money. Like there's no reasoning behind it. There's no basis. There's no understanding of how that check was issued and how it came into your hand. And there's no desire to find that out. I can't excuse that. I don't, I don't have the desire just because I had a certain education. If that was the case, then I would be still living in the bubble of the private Christian school that I went in from age three to 18. Like that, I would be living in yeah. that lane, which I don't necessarily your do because a I had a desire. Judge, so what? So, so what? So so that so that means so your your the bubble that you lived in at home you had several different bubbles and a lot of people only All right. have one. So my both my parents are first generation college students. My grandfather worked as a janitor uh, on my mom's side, and my mother and my my grandmother cleaned homes. They're first generation, and my and my aunts and uncles most of them stepped out of that. And their reality, what all that they were given was a certain reality. Yeah. They didn't grow up with fathers, with parents that were federal judges. So I can't, I get what you're saying, but I can't just excuse it because that's necessarily the en environment that they grew up in. There's just no desire. For me, when I hear Sexy Red, I'm only going to speak about Sexy Red. When I hear what Sexy Red had to say, I'm not going to call her stupid, but I'm absolutely going to call her ignorant and uninformed. If you're going to, it's one thing to say, I think Trump is funny. But because Trump is funny and I think that he should be president, to me, is a totally different situation. You can watch videos of Trump and laugh at that. That doesn't mean that he needs to be running the country. She totally dismissed at the top of that what he said about women. She's kind of flipping about it. She's like, oh, Trump did this and this and this. There's a long history of Trump. Yeah. And, and, and even if you're cur even if you like Trump and you're curious enough to watch the things that he says on social media, then you should equally be curious about who Trump is as a person. Hmm. That's just me. Couple things there. I hear you, but this is what I would say. Number one, if I gave, if I told somebody right now to, to nail a picture and I gave them the picture, here's the picture, and I gave them a nail and there was no hammer. They had everything that they need to see to be able how to do it, but they didn't have the tools to be able to do it. The job would still be impossible. The fundamentals of that are, are 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 having the tools that you need. So it everything is less important than having the foundation. A couple of things I'll say about Sexy Red. Sexy Red probably isn't that offended by a lot of the stuff that Donald Trump says. Just let's just be real. So a lot of the things that Donald Trump is saying, Sexy Red would have to be educated on them in a lot of ways about why they're destructive, okay? Like, it's not even just about whether or not something is bad or whether or not something is negative because some of that has to do with sensibilities. Sometimes you have to create the value of things that are both positive and negative. You have to make the bad things the case for why they're bad, and for the good things, you have to make the case for why they're good. 
And that takes a specific worldview and an understanding of how things work. Forget Donald Trump. If I were to talk to Sexy Red right now, regardless of Donald Trump, regardless, and just say, what do you want out of a president? Like, what do you think the American president should do to you? I doubt very seriously her answer would be anything substantive. Most of the things that she would probably say would be cosmetic. And that's because an understanding of how a president, a mayor, a governor, or any elected official should shape policy that impacts your life, to me, is not a message that's getting to a certain part of our community. Now, we might overstate that it's not how many people that actually is, and we certainly can do that, but I think it's also dangerous to understate it. And with all of the people that you just named, right, and with Sexy Red and all of this stuff, right, what I'm saying right now is, saying that they don't have any intellectual curiosity, which could be true, or saying that they don't have this or hey, it's it's counterproductive because what it does, in my opinion, is it villainizes them and it's a convenient way to forget that what's happening is actually systemic and a symptom of something. It's not that these people are all outliers. The reason why you would take a picture with a rapper and say, I got him out of jail or release Kodak Black out of jail or go get ASAP Rocky out of jail is because you realize, based upon oppo research, that there is a certain contingent of the population that will respond to that, right? And the reason is why. Why would they respond to a gesture that in the long run doesn't really mean anything, right? The watered-down version of the First Step Act, which was still a positive moment, right? The watered-down version of the First Step Act uh, that came out under Donald Trump was a much stronger and more comprehensive bill that was presented to Barack Obama, but the Republicans wouldn't let it pass. And so the Republicans wouldn't let it pass They chopped the nuts off of it in a lot of different ways, presented it to President Trump, and they let him get his political win. You have to know that story. You have to know that, right, in order to say, hey, we could have got something better. What they did was serve us something that wasn't quite as good and just took the, the, the social capital from it. But I'm saying right now the people that are castigating her or they're not, a castig- not, not necessarily coming down on her, but the people that are saying that lazy and all of that stuff it's your responsibility if you think that somebody should have opinions that are in lockstep with the community of people it's your responsibility to educate that person and everybody like her and you're just not going to do it by talking about how stupid they are i'm just being no, for you're real not. but that and- person also has to but that a person also has to be able to want to even receive that, to be open to, to receiving that certain information. Like what, the way that interview could have been totally different or it would have been really revealing, I should say, it would have revealed a whole lot more if Theo Vaughn would have been like, um, Well, he's not going to do that. I'm trying to, no, I know he's not. I'm just, yeah. I'm just doing a hypothetical here. I'm just saying if she would have said something, oh, I like Trump, you know, he um, f- a freed black people. Well, who? Well, who did he free? All these black people, who? All these nicknames of black people he freed. Okay, well, Trump gave us all this money. He did? How? Like, I, and, and I'm not saying I'm expecting her to fully answer it. I'm just saying it would have been revealing if she would have been like, I don't know, I just heard, the, you know what I mean? I just, it, I hear what you're saying. And I don't and, fully and, agree with you. Also, I don't fully agree with you because I think that it's um, it's not all one thing or all the other. I think it lands somewhere in the middle. I I, I really do. And think, I know you don't. I, I know you I don't. Really, I really do think that there is a disconnect here. And it's it's when I say this, I mean this. Like, like I talk to niggas all the time that's like, I'm not taking that vaccine. Right. Or forget about the yeah. vaccine. Or I talk to people all the time that just, and they say stuff and I'm like, really? And we have conversations about it and you see people come, even if they don't always necessarily agree with me because I can be too long winded and I can be, uh, you know, I can browbeat you with stuff, but you see people understand that there are different ways of looking at stuff. And 
with the amount of information that we have out there, you talked about that earlier, sometimes that just makes it harder. It makes it harder to sift through what's real and what's not. Like the amount of information is, it, it, it lends itself to disinformation sometimes and then misinformation. If you're if you're in your Fox News silo, you are getting a lot of information about things to me that can inter- be interpreted completely wrong. Like on this podcast all the time, we'll have a conversation about Black Lives Matter. And then when we have a conversation about Black Lives Matter, rather than talk about what the movement meant, what Black Lives Matter means, what grassroots Black Lives Matter organizations mean, all of that, what you'll get is an out and out disqualification of the term itself because of what happened at the Global Network Fund. And you'll and you'll talk like we'll have that, right? And we'll have all of these things and there's very little nuance in all of that because people want things in black and white, right? People want they they want to be told. They want to be told what's true and what's not true. When we talk about intellectual curiosity, I don't think that there's nearly as much intellectual curiosity as the people who are intellectually informed even think that there is. So so to so so to me, to me, when I look at her, I think, huh. And when I posted this, because I did post this, it was I posted this and I didn't say, look how stupid she is for for Rodney Maga. I said, sexy reg is MAGA. Listening to her reasons for being MAGA, what does that tell you? And I got so many com I got so many comments about sexy red, and not as many comments about the failure. The failure of a system or of a school of thought that would allow her to exist in that space, and it's just and it's. I think you're making an. I think you're. I think you're giving her too much. Her in general, and in general, not just her or whatever it represents. I think you're giving it a little too much of an excuse. So, but and I I and I I get it. So we understand what the literacy numbers are. We understand what the schools are. We understand how dangerous things are. We understand all of those things to be true, and we want what. We don't want to have to come to come to terms with the fact that there are some people there. I'm not saying that there's this hurt, but there are some people who are uninformed and might be a little bit more vulnerable to this type. You of said deal. she's not uninformed. No, when I when I said you I said, said ignorant. Right. Well, OK. When I say uninformed, this is what I mean. She's not uninformed. She's being misinformed. She's being misinformed about what I believe should be working for her community. She's getting what what sexy red is, is being told in my opinion, is get the money, have fun, and die. I would agree with you if he had asked her about Trump and she'd be like, I don't know, I don't pay attention to politics. If that's all she said, I don't know, I don't really care, I don't pay attention to politics. I could jump on board with what you're saying. But she didn't. All right, well, look, Sexy Red, you're invited to come here on Higher Learning and talk about why you love Trump. Uh, But the reality is, you shouldn't. Oh, 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 before we go to mailbag, is this fucked up? Just real quick. Actually, we don't even have to do mailbag because I got to do this topic. Um, we're doing a little bit of an abridged podcast because I, I was uh, just getting off the plane today, guys, and I have food poisoning. Um, we will do the strike as the, you know, like we, we promised that we would give it to you guys for this podcast. We will do it again. And there seem to be developments and they seem to be coming. It seems like the the motor companies are making some concessions. So they seem to be coming. Workers. They seem to be coming. Jesus. Rachel. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. Donnie? Yeah. Didn't Rachel just say they seem to be coming? Yeah, she did. But in context. Wow. Wow. Come on. Wow. Come on. Wow. <laughs> Come on, nothing. I'm just saying. You guys keep it. I'm the one that hasn't eaten in two days. Okay. Uh, Maybe, you <laughs> Maybe you should. Um, that's, that's, that's wild. I've only, I haven't eaten in two days. I'm serious. I haven't eaten okay, since well, don't Wednesday. Keep it going. Okay. At this time, I had a couple of crackers. Anyway, a couple of crackers. That's what you, you have a, <laughs> you eat a cracker almost every week. You know? <laughs> keep going. <laughs> uh, Anthony Mackey was at a Saints game. Uh, he is a big star. Captain America. When a woman walked up to Anthony Mackey and asked her to take a picture with her son. The question is, is this fucked up? 
facts. The New York Times and that you and that's not even you were having at the game. Would you please take a picture with my grandson? I was raising But he's not. I can't stand it. Motivate yourself. So you cannot be Absolutely. And I'll tell you guys. Thank you very much. Wow. So if you couldn't hear it, Anthony Mack. Anthony Mackie said, I absolutely cannot. When pressed, he said, I cannot and I will not. This went hyper viral. <sighs> Questions about uh, the right of privacy or what, what you should give your fans. All kinds of people were talking about all kinds of stuff. What do you think, Rachel? Is this fucked up? Uh, yes and no. Uh the rest of that story, that was the second time they had come up to him. And the second time they came, they had a camera. Uh, I guess one woman in that party had asked. He said no. And they came back again and asked. Here's the thing. Anthony Mackie is well within his right to deny taking pictures, signing autographs, whatever it may be. He can do that. However, when there's a child involved, I personally believe, especially with you being a superhero, a black superhero, when there's a child involved, I believe that you should because that child will remember that moment forever. I have my own experience with football player. I'll never forget it. I've told that story on this podcast before. You just remember the like the way that they treated you in these moments. Where was so the football player when you, when you saw him? A book signing. That's a little different. It was a book signing and there was no conversation. There was no interaction, engagement. It was sign the book, pass it down. Didn't even know I was there. And I waited hours with my mom for this moment. Like all, all my starters gear. Like I was a, such a fan. Who's but I remember player? that to this day. I remember that to this day. Who's the player? Um, Call him out. I was like seven, Don't eight. send, don't send a sublim. Subliminal shot. See, subliminal see what I'm saying, Rach? Don't send a sublim. Call him out. Subliminal shots. <laughs> it was Emmett Smith. <laughs> who I've met, who I've met since then as an adult. I got pressured into saying I can't, I can't be, I, we couldn't have a full circle moment. It was Emmett Smith. I, as a, you know, who knows what was going through. He, he probably wouldn't even remember it. I've met him multiple times since and he's extremely nice. And you know what's the full circle moment in that? His daughter's a fan. Of the podcast? Of me. Of you? So his daughter's of a the, fan. You, so you should play the shit out of her one day. No, I didn't. But I just, I'm more so saying that because, and he, again, I can't reiterate enough. He is lovely since I've met him um, on a couple of occasions. But as a child, I remember that. So I think he's fine to deny, but when it's a child, you should say yes. Okay, so I got two things to say about here. this. Number one, love Mackie. He has a long-standing policy of not taking pictures. I agree with you, though. The Captain America thing kind of makes this a little bit different, you know, and that's kind of the little burden with that. All right. I don't yeah. think Mackie's a great guy. He's a nice guy. He a lot of these gentlemen and ladies, they really, really, really need their private time. I get it. But if you're Captain America, you're black Captain America, you know, take the picture. But I got a way around all of this for everybody. Number one, shout out to Mackie. I know he probably don't want to roll with no security. He was in the VIP area. But you know, have a couple of security guards. Let somebody else be the asshole. He's not doing yeah, any that's pictures. True. That's, that's let true. somebody else be the asshole. He's not doing any pictures. Boom, boom, boom. Fine. He's not doing any pictures. And then that, therefore, that also sets you up to be able to break through your security for a picture if you really want to look like a great guy. Security paid to be the <laughs> asshole. Even, 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 it doesn't have to be somebody that you pay. Have one of your homeboys be the no pictures guy. Hey, he's not doing any pictures. Like, have him do it. And the second thing is this for these people don't send the mom, send the kid. Send the kid. Send the kid. Yeah. Send the kid to get the picture. No, hey, no, can my son take a picture with you? Have a full on autograph. And then if you tell that little motherfucker no, who got to go back to the knife war, you a G. Fuck it. You a G then. You a G. And for those people who might say, oh, that he might have been too shy to go, then you don't deserve the picture. Damn. If that was my child, I'd be like, go ask for the picture. If you can't ask, you don't. You can't have it. You can't have it. 
them. All right, look, we got to go. Um, I think both, like Rich, I think both things can be true. I think, number one, you can make the argument that you got to take that picture if you're Captain America. And at the same time, I'm at the Saints game. You know, they a, suck anyway. It's a stressful Honestly, time. Honestly, they mm-hmm. suck anyway. That child, that, those people did you a favor, took you away from that game. They suck. Tell you what, we've won more championships since 1996 than the Cowboys. The Cowboys haven't been to the Super Bowl. <sighs> Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys have Tell them. Wait, tell I just can't wait till they fail. All right. Tell you think caps off, but do not stop learning. <laughs> I'm Van Lathan Jr. to the audience. Thank you for being patient with me for the food poisoning and stuff. I'm Rachel Lynn Lindsay, and all I gotta say is hook them big weekend. We'll see.